What do you think about the police? Well, today we're going to talk about that. This is the Deep Dive Podcast. I'm your host, Victor Nieves, and I want to address, or I want to touch on, one of the strangely controversial topics right now in the United States of America, and that is the police. You know, we've got some people out there who are very, very adamantly opposed to the existence of the police. We've got folks in high office, including members of the United States Congress, who have publicly advocated for the removal of the entire institution of policing. They've also advocated for what was called defunding the police. Uh, specific examples including Congresswoman Ilhan Omar and some of the squad, right, some of the Democratic members of the House. But you also, on the flip side of that coin, you do have some people out there in the United States today who quite literally worship the police. In fact, they have their own flag, they have slogans and things of that nature, right? We've all seen the back of the blue bumper stickers, the the back of the blue flag, and so on and so forth. So today we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive. I know that the general topic is very, very broad uh, in being right that we're going to discuss the entirety of just police, right? Today's subject is literally just police. But you may be surprised, right? If you're a conservative and you expect that this entire podcast is going to be a giant back the blue uh, piece of propaganda, then you are mistaken. Now, if you think that I'm some sort of an anarchist and I hate the co- the, the cops or I hate the police, you would also be mistaken. So we're gonna we're gonna start off today by dispelling a couple of lies that are out there surrounding policing, surrounding specifically the origins of police in the United States and really the origins of our criminal justice system. And then we're going to move forward and talk more broadly and a little bit more specifically in some instances about police, about the the history of policing, and about my concerns. Because I'm certainly not someone who gives, uh, you know, carte blanche, uh, total support to any organization, right? I support individuals more than I support institutions or uh, or organizations, and the police are no exception. But like I said, we're going to start off today by dispelling one of the lies that's out there regarding the origins of modern-day policing. In fact, uh, at the time of this recording, if you go onto Google or most other search engines and you type in, very simply, you type in the origins of American policing, the very first article that you're likely to see pop up under your, you know, search results there, is called The Origins of Modern Day Policing, published by the NAACP. Now, the NAACP, they they don't waste any time. They dive right in and they make the claim that modern day policing has its origins in what are called slave patrols. If you've been around the block in the political world for very long, you'll know this argument and it goes as follows. The origins of modern-day policing can be traced back to the so-called slave patrol. The earliest form of slave patrol was created in the Carolinas in the early 1700s with one mission, to establish a system of terror and squash slave uprisings with the capacity to pursue, apprehend, and return runaway slaves to their owners. Tactics included the use of excessive force to control and produce desired slave behavior. So the basic premise of this argument is the belief that the entire institution of policing here in the United States is somehow a derivative that has come as a result of, you know, originally people, a whole bunch of racist white people forming bands to go and run down 
a bunch of these these runaway slaves. Well, if you happen to have been someone who maybe took criminal justice courses in college, or you've just you know maybe been a student of history your whole life, you'll see that that uh, you'll know as a matter of fact that the lie about the origins of modern day policing, as proposed by the NAACP, you'll know that it is exactly that. It is a massive, gigantic lie, right? It's a total disservice to history to try and claim that that policing is is nothing more than this derivative of slave patrols and it's funny because I remember taking in college classes on criminal justice where I learned that the the word the modern day word for sheriff right or or you know your local police the modern day word for sheriff is literally derived from what was called the Shire Reeve. This originated back during the days of King Alfred the Great in England in the year 871. The Shire Reeve, by the way, was responsible for collecting taxes and enforcing the king's orders. The Shire Reeve was basically a sheriff. He was the early form of police. So this idea that the police, right, as an institution, come from slave patrols rather than coming from the Shire Reeve, the early origins of sheriff's departments and so on and so forth, is obviously a lie. And it's a lie that that hinges upon ignorance. It hinges upon historical ignorance and the fact that the public education system has not taught the vast majority of Americans the truth about the institution of policing. And listen, that is not my endorsement of the institution. That's not my criticism of the institution. It is just an accurate understanding of history. Policing did not come as a as a down-trickle reaction of slave patrols. And we can all acknowledge that slavery was a horrible thing. Slave patrols were a horrible thing. But that doesn't alter reality, and it certainly doesn't shape history, right? The reality of, uh, of the world is still the reality whether or not somebody makes this emotional appeal and they try and lie to you and pull the veil of ignorance over your eyes with some sort of an emotional appeal. So anyways, with that stated, right, with, with that fact established and the lies dispersed, let's move forward. What is the legitimate role of police? See, there are some people out there in the political extremes who believe that the police should not exist, like I mentioned Ilhan Omar and several other members of the squad up in Congress. These are people who have publicly advocated for defunding or even abolishing police. They would like to replace the institution with something like social care workers or or something of that nature. So what is the legitimate role of police? Is this an institution that should even exist? Well, I would argue, yes, police do have a legitimate purpose. That's not to say that all police are operating within a legitimate purpose. That's not to say that, uh, you know, speed traps on the interstate are always in the best interest of the American people. But let's talk about some legitimate functions, some legitimate roles of the police, right? Say, for example... There is an elderly woman or a child, someone who's not very capable of protecting themselves, right? Well, that person should obviously have someone who can protect their rights from other people who would like to infringe upon them. I give the example of, of say, an 85-year-old woman. She's a widow, and she's got a really hard time getting around, you know, still living on her own and etc. but she's essentially a sitting duck to criminals and things of that nature. Well, obviously, if the family can protect her, that's great. If she could protect herself, that would be even better, but say that's not the circumstance. 
Well, that little old lady, truth be told, as unfortunate as it is, that little old lady is literally a sitting duck to criminals and people who would like to do her harm, maybe take advantage of her, take her stuff, whatever it might be. So the legitimate role of police in that circumstance is to serve as a little bit of a deterrent. See, they enforce the laws, and we have obviously outlawed, you know, stealing people's stuff or beating up little old ladies. So the existence of a police force that's capable of doing some level of investigation, some level of enforcement of our laws, does serve as some sort of a deterrence against crime. So it is a legitimate function of the police to protect and serve. I know that that gets thrown around sometimes a little bit too much, but in the actual genuine sense of the of the term protect and serve, well of course, that is a legitimate function of a police department. We have laws, but unless someone is enforcing those laws, then truth be told, what are they? They're they're just words on a piece of paper. So having the ability to enforce our laws and uphold our laws is incredibly valuable. Without a enforcement, without a police department of some sort, we wouldn't really have any laws. We would basically live in a state of perpetual anarchy unless the people were able to squash it in and of themselves. And to be fair, there have been some select periods in American history that some folks that are more uh, anarchist would point to and say, well, these are examples of, you know, maybe in the Wild West or what some would call the not-so-Wild West if they're anarchists, where they would say, well, you know, there were places where there wasn't a sheriff, there wasn't uh, a, a formal law enforcement, and the people of that town were the ones who would who would protect each other and and you know defend against crime and burglars and bandits and and things of that nature and to a certain extent they are right, right? There are examples of places that operated without having an established uh, police force, without having an established group like that. But the problem you inevitably ran into there was a sort of a violation of justice in the sense that it would sometimes devolve into mob rule, right? Just because the majority of the city would say, aha, you know, Jimbo uh, stole Billy's cows, then they would put Jimbo to death, right? They would hang Jimbo, and sometimes, in fact, oftentimes, it would happen where there were unjust killings or hangings or or that Wild West justice. Well, sometimes it was justice, but sometimes they got the wrong guy. Sometimes there was not justice. So the establishment of, an, uh, of a real concrete police force means that there is at least some sort of a uniform or what is supposed to be a uniform application of the law, a uniform application of justice, and presumably if someone within the police force uh, you know, violates justice, does not operate within the boundaries established by law and, and you know, is, is somehow corrupt or etc., there's supposed to to be some sort of a punishment, right? Whereas maybe mob rule, there could have been no justice against the mob. Well, if the police officer is the one who does something wrong, then that police officer is at least supposed to be held accountable for their actions. So there is absolutely a legitimate role of the police, albeit I would argue that legitimate role should be somewhat narrow in scope. I don't think that they should be the thought police. I don't think that they should be, uh, you know, the be-all, end-all, the arbiter of right and wrong and things of that nature, but there should be a group that enforces our laws and and can do criminal investigations and and check into certain things, things of that nature. And I think most reasonable, rational individuals would say, yeah, a, uh, a reasonable society of reasonable people should probably have some sort of a organization that can implement their laws. Now, 
Here comes the problem, though, and that is that human beings by nature are imperfect creatures. So when you have imperfect people and uh, corrupt or evil or, or whatever you want to call it, when you have imperfect people in charge of enforcing the laws, obviously human nature will do what human nature does. And there are going to be bad apples. And therein you see a lot of the, the problems with policing where there are, are little men or women, there are little men who are given a little power that become a big problem, right? We can all acknowledge whether you're an adamant supporter of the police or a, a big, huge hater of the police. We can all acknowledge that there are definitely people wearing that badge who shouldn't be, right? There are, there are little men, there are, there are these bullies, you know, it's not uncommon that we hear about stories of police officers somewhere in the United States, not to say that they're all like this, but somewhere, there's a lot of them. So out of that large pool, it's not uncommon for there to be some sort of a story of, of police misconduct or in some of the big cities you'll hear stories of police corruption. There's definitely a lot of accusations of racism within the police force, and, and there are problems, right? We can all objectively agree that there are going to be problems. Uh, that doesn't mean every accusation is, is true. True, but there are imperfect people in those roles, so of course there are always going to be problems. And sometimes whenever the police are the ones causing the issue, or, or when, the, when the police are the ones that are corrupt, right, even though they're the ones that are supposed to protect us or, or enforce the laws that protect us from certain bad things, well, if they're the ones doing the bad things, then it can seem at times that they're above reproach, that they're above the laws that they're supposed to be enforcing. And unfortunately, that can be true. Now, in our system of government and in our country, uh, when they're found out, Obviously, they are supposed to be held accountable for their actions, but here's something else that uh, maybe some people don't always think about when it comes to police. If you're a conservative, if you're a, a small government person, or certainly a libertarian, it's worth understanding that while police have a legitimate function, and, and while I do respect and support uh, good individuals who happen to be police officers that honor the the oath that they took to protect and serve and to, you know, defend the Constitution of the United States and, and so on and so forth. While I do have respect for them on an individual basis, I have a hard time saying uh, that, like a blanket statement, that I fully back the blue or I totally support the police. And I know to some conservatives, your eyes widened and who knows, maybe somebody even turned off the podcast, but wait, 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 not so fast. Understand this fundamental truth about the institution of the police, not your friend, not your brother or your son or your wife or your sister that happens to be a police officer. Uh, take it out of the you know personal relationship you may have and just examine the institution. The institution of the police are the hands and feet of government. They are the ones that enforce the laws of government. And remember when I said that it is a, a benefit of having police, a legitimate function of police, that they enforce our laws because otherwise those laws would just be words on paper. Keep in mind that every bad law, every bad law that is passed by a bad politician, some sort of a tyrant or something like that, is simply words on a piece of paper until a bad police officer, someone willing to violate their oath, is going to enforce it. See, if they make a law that is a direct violation of, for example, the Second Amendment, and police officers across the country refuse to enforce that law, 
well, then what good is the law? It's just words on a piece of paper. But unfortunately, right now in the United States, that's not the reality. There are plenty of unconstitutional gun laws out there and plenty of police officers who are happily enforcing them because they're simply following orders. And you know, that excuse right there, the I'm simply following orders excuse has been used all throughout history. It's the very same excuse that was given by police officers when they loaded people up onto boxcars in the 1930s. It's the same excuse that was given by people who ran the, the, the gulags under Soviet Russia as they turned and, and had people face the wall and loaded them into mass graves, right? That excuse is something that has been ingrained in human history. And in fact, there's very interesting psychological studies that were conducted when people, psychologists specifically, were trying to understand how, you know, the Nazis were, were able to enforce the, these horrible death camps and how the Soviets were able to, you know, do these gulags and, and how they were able to get guards and, and law enforcement and police officers to go along with this. And there's a lot of very powerful psychological studies about the fact that they can defer responsibility away and make this excuse of, I was just following orders. So although I'm not trying to say that your friend or your family member who may be a police officer would be willing to do that, I'm simply speaking about the institution as a whole and acknowledging the fact that the police are, whether we like it or not, they are the arms and legs of the government. And just as good laws are meaningless unless someone enforces them, bad laws are also meaningless unless somebody enforces them. And the people who would do so are the police officers. No group is completely beyond reproach, including police. And listen, before anybody burns me at the stake, because I understand that I'm not taking a stance that will be uh, super, super popular among certain conservative circles. I have had uncles that are police officers. I have great personal friends of mine that are police officers. I have family members, you know, cousins, so on and so forth. A lot of people that I know that mean the world to me are police officers, right? So I don't hate them because they're police officers, but I'm also not going to to just give them this, this total support purely because they are a police officer, right? I support their role. I support their legitimate function in our society, but because they are still the arms and legs, the hands and feet, the enforcement arm of government, I'm always going to look at them with a little bit of skepticism. And listen, that's healthy. That's not disrespectful. That's not evil. That's not what liberals do. No, 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 no. That's what we should do. That is a healthy, healthy relationship between the people and the enforcement arm of government. We should, if we care about them and we care about us, we should make sure that they're held responsible. If the police get something wrong, they should be held responsible for it. And if the police do something right, obviously they should get our support. But what concerns me sometimes is that in certain conservative circles, there's this natural reaction, and it's like the need to just completely be the opposite of the left. 
when the left goes out and they say defund the police, which is an objectively stupid statement, when the left comes out and they say defund the police, a lot of people on the right have this reactionary oppositional response to say, oh no, the liberals say defund the police? Well, we say support the police and, and back the blue. And although it's it's being done with noble intentions, I worry because I do see certain examples of the police doing things that are objectively wrong, right? Where a police officer does something that is in total violation of the Constitution or in total violation of somebody's rights and somebody's liberty. And I'll see conservatives come to that police officer's defense and they'll start to go through the most ridiculous mental gymnastics to to try to somehow justify the unconstitutional and immoral actions of a police officer simply because that person is a police officer. Listen, the weight of the badge is very real. And if somebody is going to dishonor that badge, if somebody's going to use that position of power and authority against innocent people, then they should be held accountable for that. We shouldn't go out of our way to defend them simply to be reactionary and and oppositional to the left, right? The left can say defund the police, and that can be stupid. But it would also be stupid to just turn a blind eye to any problems the police may have just because we want to oppose the left, right? We can have a principled stance of saying, you know what? The police department serves a legitimate function. It has a legitimate role. We have respect for the men and women in law enforcement who are enforcing the good laws that our country has. But at the same time, we're going to hold we're going to hold people accountable if they are in fact bad actors. That's what we should do. So me personally, while I do support good police officers, while I do support good men and women, I have a very hard time getting myself to proclaim some sort of blanket support for any institution like policing, just because I understand that there there is so many issues that can exist whenever you give human beings power, specifically the power to be the hands and feet of government. And right now there are so many unconstitutional laws that so many police officers all across the country are enforcing that it's just so, I I cannot, you will never see me flying a back the blue flag. You won't see me buying uh, back the blue merchandise. And that doesn't mean that I don't support your friend or your family member who is a good police officer, right? I don't want to, I want to be redundantly clear on this issue. That does not mean that I personally have any beef with any specific police or that I personally have beef with you or your friends or your family or anything like that. It just means that I have a really hard time uh, prescribing blanket support for any organization whatsoever, and especially following what we witnessed during, for example, just an isolated example here, during COVID-19. The number of civil liberties that were violated, personal freedoms, constitutional rights, and etc. that were violated because someone was just following orders, that is staggering, right? You had police officers who were, who were tasering people, arresting people, hauling them off in handcuffs because they didn't wear a mask. Yeah, you had little girls, I believe it was in New York City, at the Holocaust Museum. There was a nine-year-old girl who was arrested. She was removed from the building at the Holocaust Museum because she wasn't vaccinated. Right? That was a police officer who did that. That was someone who was following orders. And that individual, specifically, does not deserve your support. But if you're going to say that you back the blue so much so that you back, you back 
all of the blue, you, you back every police officer, that's not right. That that is that is putting on the blinders to very real problems that absolutely do exist. So, anyways, to to summarize really quickly and to be ridiculously, ridiculously, redundantly clear here, I have no beef with you. If you are a police officer and you are a good man and you do not enforce unconstitutional laws, I have no beef with you. In fact, I support your existence. I would never want to defund you, so on and so forth. But at the same time, I'm going to watch you, right? And, and if, you're a good, if you're a good police officer, I, I don't think you should have any issue with that whatsoever. I'm going to be attentive to what it is you're doing. I'm going to be attentive to what laws that you're enforcing and so on and so forth. Now, again... <laughs> That's not an attack on you as an individual. It's not an attack on, on your friends or your family members or anything like that. It is just what I believe to be a very reasonable stance. Now, folks, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. It's one that I was a little bit nervous to post because I know that I'm kind of swimming against the grain whenever it comes to traditional conservative content, and it's very possible that I will lose followers or podcast subscribers or or anything like that, and I understand that, but I'm someone who's, I'm not preaching to get invited back. I'm just telling you the truth. Uh, You don't have to like me. You don't have to love me. You don't have to follow me, but at the end of the day, uh, I encourage you to just think about this. I encourage you to take this as, as you know, even if it's just with a grain of salt, just take it as something worth thinking about. Go back and study history, study, you know, Germany and, and the USSR, study the role that the institution of police, uh, or study the role that it played and things of that nature. And just take it into consideration. Well, I want to say a big thank you to all of the supporters on Locals. Uh, you can find us over there on Locals at thegoons.locals.com. If you'd like to become a supporter of the podcast and all of the content that uh, I create, it's $3 a month. You get early access to podcasts and you get to vote on what specific subject we will cover each week. So today's podcast was voted upon by the followers over there on Locals. You guys said, Hey, we want you to do a podcast on the police, and here we are. We did a podcast on the police. Well, folks, make sure to hit the download button on this podcast. Be sure to like the podcast if you can. Leave a review, a five-star, hopefully, uh, if you're so willing to, and then share it with somebody else. Obviously, tell people that's one of the best ways that we get this podcast to grow as we continue to share it, continue to tell more people. But until next time, everybody, thank you for joining me. I always I always enjoy making these. Keep me in your prayers. Keep your country in your prayers. God bless.